0: Good morning. I, uh, I'm a little uh, hopped up on caffeine this morning because I was up late watching the finals of skateboarding in the Olympics. My wife told me to go to bed, but there's priorities. So, um, But yeah, and uh, my name is not Pastor Scott. I know that's who Justin mentioned in the video. I'm actually Eric McComish, so um, just a caveat right there. But uh yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to be back up here on the pulpit, the temporary pulpit, while we uh, have our sanctuary being renovated, um, and being able to preach to people in person. It's been a while since I've been able to do this, I think. It's been quite a while. So I'm, I'm grateful for the, uh, for the time and for the opportunity to be able to do this. Um, and they keep, for some reason, giving me the mic. So I'm going to keep preaching until they take it away from me one day. Um, but when I, uh, when I found out that we were going through the Apostles' Creed, as our summer series, I was excited, and then Pastor Scott Volin told me um, that I would be preaching one Sunday, and then I got a little nervous, because there's actually a couple lines in the Apostles' Creed that I don't really want to preach on, I'm not going to lie, I was like looking at it, I was like, God, please don't give me one of these two lines, and luckily, thankfully, Pastor Samuel got to tell us last week how great of sinners we all are, and that was one of the lines I didn't really want to preach on, so thank you, Samuel, for that. Uh, and, and I get to preach on the resurrection, happy story, right? So I'm, uh, I'm thankful for that. Pastor Samuel and I joked a couple weeks ago, he said, I got the Good Friday sermon, you get the Easter Sunday sermon, so I don't mind that at all. Thank you, Samuel, for your, for your sermon last week. Um, but it's all necessary for our faith journey and our theological belief. So the Apostles' Creed I know Scott said this a lot, but it's a summary of the core truths of Christianity, and we confess and believe these statements to be true and vital to our belief. Um, When I first took my basic theology course at Bible college, uh, the first thing my professor had the class do was memorize the Apostles' Creed and then recite it in front of everybody. And I'm not going to do that today because I didn't do very well in class, and I still don't have it memorized today. But... (laughs) I am uh, grateful for the experience, because growing up in evangelical free and Baptist churches, um, we didn't really ever say the Apostles' Creed. We didn't really talk about creeds at all. I'm looking at my parents they are here today. I'm like, is is that a lie? Am I lying up here? No, I I don't remember hearing the creed once um, growing up. So I was grateful for that experience in Bible college, um, because it's a powerful and awesome overview of what we say we believe as Christians. Um, so I'm stoked that I can speak on one of the lines today. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful for this experience. So the the line that I have from the Apostles' Creed is on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. Um, so I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And uh, this is uh, the Apostle Paul, I feel like, at his argumentative best. And I didn't know him personally, but I think... Um, just from what's written about him and from reading his letters, that he never shied away from a good debate. So I think saying this is him at his argumentative best is probably a pretty big thing to say. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 12, going to verse 28. This is wordy, so I'm going to try and get through it without any reading mistakes, but here we go. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead... And if Christ is not been raised, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam we all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the firstfruits. Then, when He comes, those who belong to Him. Then the end will come when He hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after He has destroyed all He, after He has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For He must reign until He has put all His enemies under His feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For He has put everything under His feet. Now, when it says that everything has been put under Him, it is clear that this does not include God Himself who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the son himself will be made subject to him, who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. Amen. Um, When I was tasked with preaching this sermon, uh, I was just thinking in my head, I don't want to just preach another oh, he has risen, Resurrection Sunday sermon, like how do I make this relevant to us today? And when I was studying this passage of scripture and going through the past couple of weeks trying to think of what to preach on, I had two questions come to my mind and I would like to answer those two questions um, today. So question number one is, why is it important that Jesus rose from the dead? Why is that important? Um, and I think a modern mindset Maybe a mindset that's not modern also, but I grew up in this time, so it's easy to pick on the time that I grew up in. But a modern mindset in today's world is to deny the miraculous resurrection and relegate Jesus as a good moral teacher. I think most people alive today would say Jesus existed, but he said some nice things. We should listen to them. Um, That's awesome. Uh, He said some nice things, you know, and uh, his sayings and teachings live on today and are good to listen to, but the rest of his story isn't true or needed to be believed. But Paul says in First Corinthians 15, that undermines the legitimacy of our entire faith, of the Christian faith. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, where are of all men most to be pitied? Um, and that is the beautiful truth of the resurrection. Jesus defeated death and sin once and for all. Um, for he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. The final enemy is death. And that's the beauty of the resurrection. And just like the Apostles' Creed states... Believing in the literal resurrection of Jesus from the dead is necessary for faith. So that's why it's one of the lines in the Apostles' Creed. And I would say, probably the most important theological truth um, that we say we believe. Um, If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, he didn't defeat sin and death. And we're all destined to the same fate, and we have no meaning. Um, This is meaningless. And don't just crop that part of my sermon and post that, because I'll be going viral for the wrong reasons. Pastor says the Bible is meaningless on stage. No, um, Paul is saying that this would be meaningless if Jesus did not rise from the dead. Our faith, our message, the gospel we proclaim, everything would be meaningless if Jesus did not rise from the dead. Um, Why do anything at all? Why care about anything? Because without the resurrection, our faith and our message are in vain. Um... Dr. David Turner, he's a professor at Cornerstone. He says this about the resurrection, and um, I quite like it, so I'm just going to steal it. But I gave him credit, so it's not really stealing; I'm borrowing it. Um, He says this: Jesus and the resurrection. About this about Jesus. Without the resurrection, none of Jesus' promises would be trustworthy. Without the resurrection, there would be no apostolic foundation for the church. Without the resurrection, there would be no model of sacrificial living. Without the resurrection, there would be no eschatological shalom to right all earthly wrongs and renew the world. So, in other words, maybe more layman terms, uh, without the resurrection, we have no hope. <clears throat> but thankfully and gratefully, Jesus did rise, and that gives us power, hope, and meaning. Um, Paul says in Romans chapter four, verse seventeen the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. And then later on in the chapter in verse 25, he says about Jesus, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. That's why the resurrection is important. And that's why I would say it's the most important biblical truth and theological truth that we claim to believe. Um, And that's why it's in the Apostles' Creed. But the second question that came to my mind when I was going through this is like, what does Jesus rising from the dead mean for me today? What does it mean for us today? What does Jesus rising from the dead mean for us today? Um, because it's awesome to say that it's important. It gives me hope and power and meaning. But it's like, how, how do we translate that? What does it mean? The fact that we say and believe that Jesus rose from the dead gives us hope not just in this life, um, but in the grand scope of eternity. I just want to say that first. We have hope right now and hope after death. Um, and that's one of the beautiful truths of Jesus' resurrection. Um, but it also can and should empower us to speak life into dead places here on earth. We believe in God who raised Jesus from the dead. Um, we believe in a God who gives life in dead places. Uh, we can be confident and know that we can be an example of this. And we can bring this message to dead people. Not literally dead people, but people who are lost and still walking in the darkness. Um, We can speak life into dead places because of Jesus' resurrection. And I'm just touching on all of Paul's writings today. But at the beginning of Romans, the Apostle Paul opens with one of the greatest greetings, I think, of all time. Um, And in Romans 1, verses 3 to 5, he says this. Concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the son of God in power, according to the spirit of holiness... By his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. Uh, Paul knew and believed that he was called to this mission, and we're actually called to the exact same mission because some of the last words Jesus spoke on earth are some of the last words he, Paul, would have realized. So Paul says, I'm called to this mission because of Jesus' death and resurrection, and we today are still called to that mission. Um, We are empowered by the resurrection to bring that new life into the world, to spread this message and truth. And because Jesus' resurrection is physical, it means that this world matters. And I truly believe that, and I think sometimes we can think, oh yeah, just in the future, and just think in our heads. But no, uh, we... This world matters right now. And we are called to spread a message and truth right now. Um, So what are we doing to bring life to the parts of the world that are dark? What are we doing to bring life to the parts of the world that are dark? Um, And rather than just sharing an illustration or a story from my own life, because I help people all the time, you know, I I would have tons of stories to share. Um, No, I I just wanted to do something a little different today. Um, Our youth group, Some of our youth had an awesome and wonderful experience a couple weeks ago. We got to spend five days um, with the mustard seed uh, doing a program called Seed Serve. And what that was was we just went to the mustard seed every day. Sometimes we went to the shelter. Sometimes we went to their sorting center or their neighbor center. And we just did whatever they told us to do. But we were able to um, cook food for people that are experiencing homelessness people that are less fortunate than us. We were able to sort through clothes, um, did a, couple, a pop-up coffee shop, did some other stuff. Um, and I really feel like that was a way that our youth of this church um, were bringing life to places of the world that are dark. So I, rather than sharing a story, I would just like to share a video of our experience today.
1: My week at SeedServe was really eye-opening. It showed me a different side of Calgary and what people who aren't as fortunate as me have and do in Calgary. I came up with a saying for my week working at SeedServe and it was more than meets the eye because there's a lot more than what I can see from a person experiencing homelessness. And I was just really thankful to be a part of working at SeedServe. What impacted me about SeedServe was that we had a chance to do really amazing things for people that were not as fortunate as we are and going through really tough times. And it was a great experience going into the shelter and working um, closely with the food being prepared as well and seeing what they would eat sometimes on a daily basis and seeing some people and how well they received this food and how happy they were to get it and see that people were volunteering it's also really interesting to know what actually happens and what would go on if you did decide to volunteer at the mustard seed and something that stuck out really large for me was when one of our youth gave a person experiencing homelessness some of their sandwich that they had for lunch. And it was a really great experience because the man was so happy and we saw him later that day and he like shouted and waved to us and he was just so happy and it was a really great experience and it, um, yeah, it made me really happy. Like a river, wash over me, immerse me in water as deep as the sea, hide me in love, the healing embrace peace like a river wash over me as I worship your majesty I worship your
0: Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, um, Lord, we are so thankful that you sent your Son um, to die for our sins and rise from the dead, Lord. On the third day, he rose again, um, ultimately defeating sin and death once and for all. And Lord, we are so thankful and grateful for that. And Lord, I pray that we would be empowered um, this week um, to bring life to parts of the world that are dark. Lord, um, just please prepare our hearts and show us ways that we can do that as we go into this week. Pray this in your name. Amen.